here we go. This is exciting. I feel like I'm on TV right now. This is your guy. We've been begging for years and years. I get excited. What do you like? Yeah, I get you're excited. like a dog, you're like like a dog leg. taking a piss with his leg up. I have I have the point that I'm about to make. Okay. I have, it's like, I'm glad something else isn't sticking up because oh, you're excited. Wow. I think fantasy football nerds and like people obsessed with fantasy football have actually ruined fantasy football now. This is what makes football fun. Like this, these are these big moves, these big storylines. This is what we all eat up. And you're, no. gonna, you're gonna say you're sorry when you did not up text on your phone. Me. Here we go, episode 120 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm Michael Merlo. That's John Michael Masiri in our new little studio. Yeah, a little makeshift. Yeah, JM's house. Yeah, yeah. very uh, gracious for yeah. the hospitality to record <laughs> episode 120 and. Some future episodes here, but yeah. JM will start it off with a question. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's been a little while. It's been a while. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I mean, really. I feel like I, I haven't talked to you. I mean, we have we have a lot to discuss personally, sports-wise. We have a ton to discuss yeah. today as, you know, took a little break last week, a little holiday break. Yep. Hope the holidays were great for everybody and the new year is coming up. But we're going to start in the NFL last today. Last episode of 2023. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot in this year. We did. We probably like we probably got like forty five. We went like almost a three month span without yeah. missing an episode. Yeah, it was at least forty. We did at least eighty percent of the uh, of the year. We had a week where we recorded. What do you mean? I feel like that was pretty straightforward. Eighty no. percent of the year. Eighty percent of the year. We recorded once per like oh, in a week. Okay. Yeah. Eighty percent of know. the weeks. No, we I hit. don't think so. I think you're wrong on that. We'll have to do math on that. Yeah. I, I think you're We're wrong. Gonna, we got, well, I'll, I'll tell our R&D guy, our, sta- our statistician. Yes. Yeah, we, we got a statistician. We have our right. own statistician that yeah. we'll, we'll ask him what yeah. he thinks we'll about talk. those numbers, which are wrong. Yeah. Anyway, we've been consistent. We love the consistency. We love the support. Please make sure you're liking, subscribing on YouTube. Yes. Checking out our social media. We pumping a lot of stuff this week mm-hmm. as well. Pause. Yeah, that yeah. that could have been a pause. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, Jan, let's start with the MVP race, though, because in my mind, this is one of the worst we've seen yeah. in a very long mm-hmm. time. You had Brock Purdy, who was the odds-on favorite by a lot, heading into that Ravens Monday Night Football game, and he took a crap all over himself mm-hmm. yeah. with four picks, and Lamar Jackson has emerged as the favorite, and Jan, I got to tell you, I couldn't disagree more. Um, I'd love to start off the show with some fireworks and say you're an idiot, but I agree. Uh, yeah, you know, I really don't get it. I think this is a very recency biased case here, and especially with Lamar. I mean, listen, there's there's no hiding it. This year, the quarterback play has been poor. The NFL in general has kind of been poor. I yeah. mean, there are just constant parody and BS going on in the NFL where it's like, Somebody here, take the title as the best team in the NFL. I'm begging you, and nobody seems to want to do it. I mean, the Niners... We talked about it in week five. We're like, this team might go 17-0. and Then they lose three in a row. Then it's like, oh, well, they weren't healthy. Then they come out on Christmas Day in a game where we thought they were really going to say, okay, it's our Super Bowl to lose. And they get embarrassed on their home turf against the Ravens. So there's been a lot of parity, and that comes with the quarterback play. There have been quarterbacks who are normally lighting up the league and always in that MVP conversation, like your Patrick Mahomes and your Josh Allens and all those guys. And they're just not getting it done this year. There's a lot of injuries in the NFL as well. Whether yep. we're talking about quarterbacks, whether we're talking about the supporting cast for these quarterbacks, there's been a ton of injuries. You're 100% right. The play around the league has just been awful. Yep. And we see teams, like as we're recording right now, the Jets have had four quarterbacks. How many teams? The Browns yeah, have had four Browns, quarterbacks yep. play for them. Yep. The amount of quarterbacks the playing for the team. Giants yep. have had three. Mm-hmm. 
it, we never saw this, and yeah. that's why I think, and this is a discussion for the offseason, you're going to see bet more quarterbacks taken in the next few drafts than you've ever seen because yeah. they're going to really emphasize the backup quarterback. But back to the MVP race, this is where we'll have some fireworks because I don't think it's Christian McCaffrey as the MVP. I don't think it's Tyree Kill. I think Hill had a chance, and he kind of blew it. He missed a game. He had a couple off games. I think he's out. My MVP is Josh Allen. If we're talking about value, most valuable player, I think it's Josh Allen. I hate that we're like agreeing so much. Uh, here. All right, so no, but this is the thing. I don't think Allen is the MVP. I think he certainly deserves to be thrown in the in, in the ring for it. I think he's top three. Mm-hmm. I still would give it to Purdy. I said a couple weeks ago, I said Purdy would be the MVP. Listen, he had a bad game. Let's not forget, though, we tend to be very biased in the what have you done lately for me. Aaron Rodgers, in his crazy 45 touchdown to seven pick season or whatever it was a couple years ago when he won the MVP, started off the season throwing three picks and no touchdowns against the Saints. Like, if you just take Brock Purdy's game and you swap it with a week two game, I'm sure we're, we're, we're talking a little more highly about him in the MVP race. I think this is just a case of we have that bad taste in our mouth from Christmas Day when he played like crap against the Ravens. It was a really highly touted game. Highly game touted of the game. year. Yep, 100%. But guess what? You know who also played like crap in some highly touted games, and we just seem to forget about it because he had a couple nice games in a row? Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, the, he was Dak was a borderline favorite at one point. Him, he was. Him and Purdy, he still is right up there. Him and Purdy were like neck and neck. Now Dak, the Cowboys have dropped a couple games. Dak's performance has dropped slightly. I mean, he had a pretty solid game against the Dolphins, but that Bills game was a disaster. And now, and Dak Prescott, we just seem to forget about all the crap that he did against great teams earlier in the year. Would it shock you if Brock Purdy went out there against the Commanders this week and threw five touchdowns no. and no interceptions? No. Honestly, I think he will. And he erases that game? Yeah. They're, they made Trevor Semyon look pretty good. I mean, they yeah. they are awful. They're a pretty bad team, and, and 100%. And that's just a discussion, I think, with the 49ers as well. We get into the NFC in a little bit. Uh, I just I think it's you're right recency bias with a team that we were so high on and now we're just coming to, they didn't come back down to earth they had a bad game right exactly and this is my thing with Lamar too when you look at Lamar Jackson's stats right now they are basically swappable with the last three years like there mm. is nothing standing out really for him in the stat sheet I mean he stayed he stayed healthy this year that's the only thing last year he got hurt. What I would say for Lamar's MVP case and why it's kind of bogus is the only reason why Lamar's being considered the MVP isn't because of his numbers. It's because of his record. It's because the Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC right now. They have the best record in the NFL. They, they are the number one team, and he is the quarterback of the number one team. This is just Lamar Jackson having a great defense, though. It's not like his numbers and his performance have gone up so much. Now he finally – Ravens have never had bad defense. Right. They have – arguably the best defense in the NFL historically good defense and they're atop the AFC and it's like all right well they're the best team so now let's give it to Lamar listen it's personal preference how you believe the MVP should be given the way I've always thought about it is who has the best numbers right Right. like obviously if a guy like a Deshaun Watson a couple years ago the team goes four and 12 and you have a great year I'm not gonna vote for you that's just you know you win four games all right but if we're talking about a number one seed quarterback versus a wild card team's quarterback and the wild card team's quarterback has better numbers, I'm giving it to that guy. Yeah, it's 100%. It has something to do with his record. I'm looking at these numbers, Jam, and I'm just sitting there and I'm 
my mind is boggled yeah. with how he is the odds-on favorite at the moment. You're 100% right. I mean, yeah, you got to add his rushing stats into it. He's obviously a weapon running the football. But his passing numbers, I mean, I don't know if you're pulling them up um, right now. I, I have a stat I, that I wanted to bring up. I, I want to know his passing numbers at the moment because I'm pretty sure I was seeing them being compared to Baker Mayfield, who's having a really good year. And I don't want throw to disrespect Baker. You could. <laughs> you could throw him. You could throw Stafford in there. You could throw a lot of guys in there. You could even, I mean, no, I'm not going to say that. You could compare Lamar's numbers to Russ as well, passing-wise. And we're going to talk about Russ in a little bit. So, Their numbers are very comparable. So he's at, let's see, he played He's played 15. He's played every single game this yep. year, which is a plus these days. Because yeah. all these quarterbacks are getting hurt. Um, he's thrown... 3,357 passing yards, 19 passing touchdowns, and seven picks. That's good for a 97.2 passer rating. Obviously, with Lamar, you got to bring up the ground. He's a great quarterback on the ground. He's got 786 rushing yards and five touchdowns. Here you go. These are the Lamar Jackson's rushing yards the past three years. 767, 764, 786. And he played 12 games in both seasons before that. So he's got... The same amount of rushing yards in three more games than he usually does compared to the past two years. What's funny, Lamar was my MVP pick this year. And the reason why he was my MVP was because, in the beginning of the year, because I thought adding Todd Munkin. Yeah, no more uh, Greg Roman. Right, no more Greg Roman. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to be aggressive throwing the football. And listen, I think they haven't. It's clear that they haven't been running the ball with Lamar the way they've done in the past. Yeah. But... The passing numbers are not where I thought they would be mm-hmm. from to get an MVP, and yet he's still the favorite right now. And again, it just shows the way the award, the, the, the player is up for the award at the moment. They're just not you know, up to par with how we've yep. seen them. So this is a stat of EPA. I don't want to get into explaining explain what, what EPA, means. Explain EPA. EPA is basically just a measure of a player's contributions to their offense, just to put it very vaguely. Okay. It's basically like, I don't want to compare it to war, but... The higher it is, the better. How about that? Okay. Um, So, the past 10 MVPs through week 15 average an an EPA of 152. Mm -hmm. Okay? The top player in the NFL in EPA, top quarterback, is Brock Purdy with 120. So, he's 32 below the normal average for MVPs. Lamar Jackson's is 10. So, I mean, listen, I'm not saying this stat is the end-all, be-all stat. No stat is. But it puts it in perspective. Brock Purdy has has, has been, say what you want about, you know, the weapons and this and that. I, I posted a TikTok about it, about his air yards and that he does throw the ball downfield. And I think if you think he doesn't at all, you're just not watching the game. I wish you had the bar with me the other night. The I, amount of people I was arguing with about mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. Some of our friends, who are close yeah. friends, it was unbelievable. You know what it is about Brock Purdy? If we just treated every quarterback like they were a shadow, like there was no sort of distinctive characteristics mm-hmm. about them, you didn't know their background, you just saw a shadow like they post on Twitter all the time of, this is a guy's numbers, you don't know what he looks like. This Line is resume. Him. Yep. Brock Purdy would be the MVP favorite, but because of his draft positioning and because of his backstory – there's obviously a bias held against him, just like with Trevor Lawrence, how mm-hmm. people were anointing him as the prince already. And, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, I think I had him as the number six or s- number seven best yeah. quarterback in the NFL coming into this year. And I'm still in shock that the guy isn't like an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought he was just going to have a 
great year. You know, it made too much sense. But the point is, we anoint these guys as superstars and hold them on pedestals because of their draft positioning, and we're more critical to guys that are later round picks. Yeah, and a lot of it obviously has to do with the weapons around Purdy, what he has to work with. Obviously, the offense that he plays in as well. It's very quarterback friendly. Almost every quarterback would sign up to go play for a Kyle Shanahan ran offense. Mm-hmm. It's unfair to guys yeah. like Brock Purdy who, you know, aren't considered what they should be. And he's an elite level quarterback. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I would give it to Josh Allen at the moment. I know that's a hot take, but would it shock me if Brock Purdy had a good two weeks and closed it out? No, I think that's more likely the outcome of this. I mean, if Purdy figures it out. If we're talking like the value to the team, you know, Josh Allen, you take him away. The Bills are, you know, they're they're worried about their draft position right now. No, I think they're they're a three or four win team. Honestly, I agree. I mean, he's he's playing Superman for them every single week. Um. I just had a point that I wanted to bring up that I completely forgot. Oh, the last thing I want to say about Brock Purdy. To all the people that are just like, oh, it's the Niners system and it's the Niners weapons and this and that. Like, yeah, the Niners have, are a great run organization. they got a great coach and great weapons, mm-hmm. which I think we kind of just like glorify a little too much because there are some other good situations in the NFL that nobody likes to talk about. It's just the Niners are like the gold standard. But... Merlo, there's been other quarterbacks who've played in this system before that haven't performed to the yeah. level that Brock Purdy has. I mean, no. it says, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo had a brought them to the Super Bowl, but boy, was he along for the ride with that. I mean, he threw the ball eight times in the NFC Championship game. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, he brought you to the Super Bowl, and his numbers were good. Yeah. But you could just put on the games. Yeah. And just look at the level at which Purdy's playing at, and look at the level and what – Garoppolo was actually they didn't trust they didn't trust Jimmy G like they trust Purdy now they did not and and guess what Brock Purdy wasn't the only rookie quarterback or young quarterback on his team Trey Lance the number three overall pick who was supposed to be like perfect oh my god what a project Shanahan's gonna sculpt him into like a stud he can't even get on the field they trade him before his rookie contract is even up yeah they, they trade how much they trade to go get him yeah and yet it still worked out for them because that's just the org- that's yeah. the way the organization. Are they still are they still run? giving picks to Miami? Nah, they done? Yeah. They're finally done? I think we're done now. Well, that turned into like Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips. That turned into a bunch of Bradley and Chubb. Hill. Yeah, Bradley, Bradley. Bradley Chubb. Yeah, I think it was not Jalen Phillips. It was Bradley Chubb. Yeah, and yeah, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Bradley Chubb. Yeah. That's a solid return. Pretty good. Yeah. I don't know though. I mean, yeah. if you, if you get a quarterback that wins yeah. the MVP listen, and then you win yeah, the Super exactly. Bowl, the Niners they're not they're not upset about it. Any GM, any coach gets fired for that move. This is oh, yeah. it's like all right, it was a little bit of a mistake. Yeah, we're good. No. All right, little NFC wild card talk here as we uh, wind down. I cannot believe we're at week seventeen. Yeah, yeah, seventeen. Yeah, I cannot believe there's only two weeks left in the NFL regular season, but. Honestly, We're I kind of can't wait for it to be over because I'm just I can't watch the Jets anymore. Yeah, and I still like want to watch. Like I still put the game. Like last week, I was watching Jets Commanders instead of like Red Zone. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm like sick in the head, but I was like, I gotta watch a Jet game. That's crazy. Yeah. I I flipped between those two actually because well no I, I got to a point where it was over right the mm. Jets were up so big I was like oh I don't have to watch Jet game anymore yeah. just watch Red yeah. Zone that was it. And no, had to go back to the Jet game for a little bit. So, <laughs> funny about the Jet game. 
So I was like, this year, I was like, you know, I want to be a really good Catholic, and we like, we got to go to Christmas Mass. Like, we're my family. Like, we've done a bad job. We've skipped out a couple years. Yeah. I'm like, come on, we gotta, we gotta be good this year. We gotta go to Mass. So we're going to my uncle's like later in the day. So I'm like, all right, let's go at four o'clock. Four o'clock Mass on Christmas Eve. Okay. Christmas Eve Mass, four o'clock. Jets are playing, right? Twenty-seven to seven, cruising. I see Jacoby Brissett come in. Whatever. I turn off the TV. We go. We get there at like three thirty. You know, it's packed, yeah. crazy mass on Christmas yeah. Eve. You stand. We had to stand. Anyways, that sucks. I'm just like standing there, like my brother's watching the Packer game, like under his jacket, <laughs> and my dad like walks over to me. He was like, "What?" My mom walks over to me, and he's like. Like, shaking his head. And I, I thought he was mad at me. I was like, what the hell did I do? He takes out his phone. It says 2827 Commanders. I'm like, what? So, like, now I'm, you know, the father's in the middle of preaching. And I'm like, oh, God. So, now I'm doing, like, this and this Great. and this. They're watching football yeah. in the middle of church. <laughs> I don't even do this, okay? I don't I even do this. I make bets I in to- <laughs> church. But I don't do this. I tried to keep it low key. I didn't even, but honestly, I didn't even know if I wanted them to win or not. I was just like, when the field goal went in, I was just like, all right, hey, cool. But at that point, and this is the thing with tanking, right? And I think it's a little yeah. immature. And I was there early, and then I came back to my senses. Yeah. If you want the coach fired, root for your team to lose. Right. Like, if that's what you seriously right. want. Root for disaster. Right, you root for disaster. If you want Sala fired, root for yeah. the team to blow that game. But yes. if you think you have the right guys, you want them to win because Coaches don't survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those but and, there, and there's been situations like that, like Gase, the year you know 2020 when they almost went 0 and 16. Like you were rooting for that team to lose. You wanted the high draft pick for the quarterback. You wanted yeah. Gase out of there. You wanted all the coaches 100%. fired. This year, going next into next year with Rodgers and you're holding on to the coaching staff and the GM. Yeah, you're not rooting for a dumpster fire. So yeah. you know, and, and I mean, come on. If it's the number five pick versus the number eight, like okay, yeah, you'd rather have the number five, but you're talking about offensive tackles, and we're we're not getting a franchise quarterback here. Right. Let's take it easy. All Enough right. about the Jets, though. And my, and my wrongdoings in church. They're on right now, Jets. Listen, I did go, okay? It takes, a, it takes a while to walk through the front doors. I know there's a lot of people who don't go. Yeah. I not went. Me. I'm not one of those people. I went. Well, you go. Yeah. I'm I can't an avid church you, you go regularly, too, which I should start doing. Went to Midnight Mass, too. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah. After all the food, and did you drink or anything? I drank. No, I didn't. Christmas Eve, man, I had a couple. Yeah. Nothing crazy. I can't. After all that food, too, you're not yawning your ass off? You know what? Christmas Eve, it's, I don't know, I can't really say what I want to say. Not a huge, for us, it's Christmas Day is when we really See, I'm the opposite. I'm more of a Christmas Eve guy. You know, we're Christmas Day. Okay. We're Christmas Day people. Well, the spread changes, or? Yeah, because I'm not a huge seafood guy. Okay. I think the seven fishes thing is a little, a little overblown. We do like three. Yeah, four, we don't. We don't four. do seven. We don't do seven. Four. I'm not bacala. I don't even know what. The, I never had that. Apparently, it's ass. I don't even know what that is. Apparently, it sucks. I had some shrimp. Okay. I mean, I think cocktail or cooked, cooked like fried. Oh, fried shrimp is great. You ever yeah. have coconut shrimp? No, that sounds oh, sketchy. No, it's great. Like, you got to expand the palate. Man. I have been. I really have Jeez, been, but right. like not to that. Like point. what? Give me an uh, example. Now, now you put me on the spot. I'm trying to think of something that I've done. Well, you don't like sushi. You know I've had sushi. Really? It's not awful. Wait, have I had sushi? No, I've had shrimp. <laughs> How do you confuse sushi with shrimp? S S seafood. <laughs> That's shrimp. Easy. It doesn't. I mean, you could get shrimp in sushi, but sushi, you know, the rice, the seaweed, paper, yeah, the no, fish, cucumber. I've never had. Yeah, no, I've had shrimp. Okay, and fried shrimp. 
You'd probably like cooked sushi. You could get like a cooked like Most fried likely. shrimp in a sushi. I'm trying to think of other foods that I like. I've tried. I've just been trying new things. Okay, good. I'm trying to expand the palate a little bit because I had a child palate. Still kind of. Yeah. Do. All right, let's try and move on here. What were we talking about? The NFC wildcard wild race. We yes. got a big game coming up this weekend. Um, you're going to have the Packers and the Vikings play. Yeah. First of all, Jerry Alexander. I mean, what a clown yeah. this guy yep. is. And you know what? He made a comment, actually. Never, I never spoke about it or anything, even like, you know, personal over text. He made a comment before they played the Giants. And I didn't think the Giants were going to beat the Packers that week. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, he literally just openly said, like, we got no problem in this game. Like, we're going to walk to a win. It's going to be easy. And obviously, yeah, the Giants beat him. What a D-bag, yeah. man. And to do what he did, and now he's he could possibly cost his team he, a game, an yeah. important game. I mean, the, the the craziest thing about it is I was trying to pull up the quote. He's he. They're asking him, like, you know, what the hell was that about? And he was talking so casually mm-hmm. about the coin toss situation. And it was like... He's like, yeah, like, the players, like, they had my back. Like, the guys had my back. Like, no, they didn't. number one, like, that's probably not true. Yeah. Like, he was probably venting in the locker room, like, man, like, coach didn't make me a captain. I'm from Charlotte. And one of his buddies was probably like, yeah, man, like, that's BS. But I, I, I found it hard to believe that guys were like, yo, like, go out for the coin toss. Like, that's a smart idea. And be the one to do the talking. Yeah, and almost <laughs> messed it up. If, the, if that ref was, like, just, like not in a good mood that day the Packers are on defense to start the game and they're not getting the ball at the second half yeah what a boneheaded move and then after the game and the sunglasses talking about it you know you know what it takes balls for the Packers who are obviously you know high standing organization Mm -hmm. high morals things like that and it takes balls though before a really important game against the Vikings on prime time to say you know what Against our, the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, our defense sucks. Yeah. We're going to sit this guy yeah. for a game. No, it's, that I, takes I, courage. I, I applaud them. And, you know, I guess we'll get into the Packers a little bit right now. Um, before we start destroying their defense and how awful it is and how they make Baker Mayfield, Tommy DeVito, and Bryce Young look like MVP <sighs> candidates. Crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, no Baker disrespect. Yeah. The other two. Who they're undrafted rookie? And uh, no, guy ba- who no big struggle. Yeah, no Baker disrespect, but like perfect passer rating yeah. on the road. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, it's it's funny. Obviously, you know, my brother's a Packers fan. I got a couple other close friends that are Packers fans, and I see stuff on Twitter. The the Joe Barry. I mean, it's it's worse than the Matt Canada stuff at this point. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, there are some big slanders towards Joe Barry. Well, right now. they're deservedly so. By the way, the score is thirty four to fourteen in the oh in the. Jets game right now because oh. I almost took the under and the Browns in the first half already hit the over. Holy crap! Are you serious? I I needed thirty four to fourteen. Thirty four fourteen the Jet game right now. Oh good, David Njoku is five for one twenty eight. Oh he Joe was... Flacco's got three hundred yards and three touchdowns. Oh my God. All right, no Jets. Is, yeah, no, no Jets. Giants. No Jets. No Giants. Yeah, Don't national stories. Yeah, <laughs> to the Packers, a problem. But, De- yeah, defense is a problem, but I want to talk about like Lafleur. I just have nothing but praise for the guy in terms of you lose your Hall of Fame franchise icon, and you have this this I wanted to call him a rookie. He's practically a rookie, yeah. um, but this fourth year quarterback who sat on the bench for you for three years that was heavily scrutinized when you drafted him because of the situation with Rodgers, and we know about they didn't tell him and give him a heads up, and God, it was Jordan Love was just knocking on the door for three years, and 
you have the youngest offense in the NFL, youngest team in the NFL, mm-hmm. I think, um, especially youngest offense. You have all these first-year receivers, second-year receivers, rookie tight ends. Your left tackle gets hurt. Jordan Love is, a, I mean, he's not an MVP candidate, but he's right outside of it. I mean, he's been a top eight quarterback in the NFL this year. Yeah, he's played well, especially lately. I mean, you got to give LaFleur some credit for that. And and you're right, Love has had a very difficult situation. That's why, I mean, you have had Rodgers, oh, I'm leaving, I'm staying, I'm retiring, yeah. I'm not, like you mentioned. So it's been up and down for Love, and obviously to come into this year, and it was a brutal start, I mean, People yeah. had given up on love. I was starting to get there. I was starting to give up on love as yeah. well. Right after that Raider game. Oof. Yes. And, yeah. you know, it's definitely it kind of fixed their problems and just, I guess, experience, especially for the rest of the offense as well. They've played well, but now they have a tough game this weekend. It's, it's going, yeah. going to Minnesota. And, you know, we're going to – you'll have the gambling show this week. And we were kind of talking off air. Like, I like the Vikings this week. Yeah. And I think the Vikings are going to win this game. And it has nothing to do with Jordan Love. It has yeah. everything to do with the defense. Exactly, 100%. And this I, is why this team's not going to make the playoffs. Right. Well, the thing is, like, that offense, is, is it's it's great. I mean, it's been a top-10 offense in the NFL, but it can't hold up every single week. Like, last week, you win 33-30 on the road against the Panthers, who have been incomparable as a team overall, and especially as an offense, yeah. all year long. All the stuff about Bryce Young and how awful that offensive line is for the Panthers, and, and and they have an offensive explosion. So the best game on offense of the year. Yeah, and and it just the Packers they have not been manhandling any teams by any means. When, when you had that, that was that was a little bar I just dropped. That was rhyme. Any what? teams by any means. Oh, there you go. I'm trademark that. But no, I definitely you know, can't trademark. They that. haven't. That's what happens when you don't have a great defense or a good defense. If you have a poor defense, you can't blow teams out because the they're, they're always going to stay in it. There's going to be points scored on the opposition. So. This week, on the road, prime time, division rival. They haven't played great in Minnesota the past couple years. No. I don't. I really don't feel good about it. And it, like you said, it's got nothing to do to do with Jordan Love. It's They'll got score. nothing to do with the offense. It's that defense. And you know what's funny to now talk about Minnesota in a you know a nice light. Right. Who aren't the greatest team ever? But no, they're not. But you know, we've praised coaches this year and even last year we praised Dayball for the job he did. We praised O'Connell for the job he did. Yeah. And this year, Steichen and Stefanski one hundred percent they deserve all their flowers. O'Connell's getting nothing again this year. Yeah. He deserves a ton of credit for what he's done. Their offense has looked competent with mm-hmm. basically every quarterback. I mean, if they stop turning the ball over, you can add two or three wins to this team. If they Owen. had Kirk Cousins, uh, Jam, I think this team would be a scary team in the playoffs there, Kirk Cousins, yeah. because this is a better team overall. It's a better defense. Th- yes, than last it's season. It's not and the they, worst defense in the NFL anymore. They blitz a ton yeah. under Brian Flores, but the defense has been solid for Minnesota, and they're able to just get – something out of yeah. the quarterback yeah. and I think you got to give credit to O'Connell and the offensive staff for what they've been able to do with guys like Dobbs and Mullins even though we got he threw four picks against the Lions yeah. and Hall now is going to get his, his yeah, shot fourth and, quarterback of the year and you're talking about competing for a wild card that's you know that's about as good of coaching as you can get and no Hawkinson which we're, we didn't touch on that's yeah. that's that's really brutal I mean he's you know been their rock steady number one guy on offense this year he stayed healthy the Top entire year tight end this year so that's really tough for them um but yeah I agree I think O'Connell deserves more praise were they 0 and 4 or 1 and 4 to start the year I don't yeah. I, I know they were at least 0 and 3 they got off to a bad start they had that game two Owen team, two teams two teams planned against uh the Chargers and the Chargers beat them on the road. To, they 
pushed them to 0 and 3. So I think they were either 0 and 4 or 1 and 4. But it, yeah, a, 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 definitely an uphill climb for them this year. But now another team in this NFC Wild Card race, and they have a big game coming up, and it's a huge implication for AFC Wild Card, NFC Wild Card. That's the Seahawks yeah. who are going to play the Steelers in Seattle. Yes. Which is, um, yeah, I mean, that has just a ton of implications. Seattle's season looked like it was dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come behind, come from behind against Philadelphia. They then beat, who did they just beat? The Titans yeah. in a game that I like the Titans at a lot. I thought the yeah. Titans were going to win that game. I had the Titans. Well, so. they've been free at home, the Titans. They're usually Yeah, just... and against a better team. I yeah. love Tennessee to upset them there. They pushed on the spread. Thank God I had that, yeah. not the money line. Oh, God. Brian Tannehill's terrible. He is. But he took two sacks when, like, just he's, you couldn't take a sack. He takes two sacks. He's just awful. It's brutal. I'm intensely watching the score of the Celtics Pistons. Did they right win? Now. It's a four point lead for the Celtics with a minute. So the Pistons are gonna have a 29 game losing streak. Well, there's a there's a lot of basketball. Left. All right, we're gonna talk NBA in a little bit, including those Detroit Pistons. JM is gonna educate me on why they are so bad <laughs> um, in a little bit, but. Just back to this NFC wildcard race, which, again, I mean, to me, these last few teams in the NFC, other than, you know, the two top wildcard teams and the Rams, who are a live dog, in my opinion. I, I really like the, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Rams and obviously Dallas or Philly, which most likely would be Dallas. The last two uh, last spot here. I mean, that's a weak, weak playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Um, you got the Rams on the, against the Giants as well. We got to just mention it's a little trap game, game. but you know, we talked about the Packers, we talked about the Vikings, all those teams, Rams, Seahawks, Packers, Vikings are right there with each other. Mm -hmm. And I just, I know I'm bouncing around. I just forgot to say when we were talking about the Packers, I want the Packers to lose because if they come in third, then it's pack. It's most likely unless the Patriots rip off two in a row here, it's Packers jets next year in Lambeau. Yeah, saw that. Which is so bad. We need the Packers and yes, Packers and third. I'd like but to see that too. To the Seahawks, um, they are like that team that like they'll lose this game though. That's the thing that scares yeah. me about them is they will just one day show up to the football field and be like, oh, we forgot how to play football. So these are two teams that kind of have that reputation. The Steelers to me are going downhill. Like this took a dark yeah. turn very fast, and. There's been a lot of conversation about Tomlin, and if I'm Mike Tomlin, me personally would look to get out rather than, I don't think a firing in any situation within the next couple years is justifiable for Mike Tomlin with all he's done for the Steelers. They wouldn't fire him, but you're right. I would get out. Yeah. They don't have a quarterback. The quarterback is not close to being on the roster. They haven't been able to get a quarterback. What if I told you they brought in Russell Wilson? That situation to me is so – I can't wrap my brain around that whole situation still. It's He's just released. It's just so insane. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Steelers have a lot they need to clean up besides a quarterback position. I think they need some more weapons. I think that offensive line needs to be helped, and I think just the offensive philosophy, the number one thing offen- that needs to be changed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a good start. Do you want a 35-year-old quarterback, though? Short-term solution is to a long-term de- problem? Is the defense in a situation, though, where they're kind of in a – like almost like the Jets where you have the defense right now? No. Just go get that quarterback? No, or they're they not. They're an, a- they're an aging defense. You have, Okay, uh, then. Okay, that, that, that Obviously, T.J. Watt more. and Minka uh, still have good days ahead of them, but, you know, that you, makes Cam point Hayward – Because that was actually a bad comparison because the Jets are a young defense. Okay. I'm just saying in general they have the defense where – 
all right, just go get the quarterback so you can try and win with the defense you currently right. have. Right. I, I, no, I don't think that that's the situation that they're in. If I'm the Steelers, I'm looking just see what you can do in the draft. Maybe, honestly, if you want to hold on for one more year and tank it next year, that's not a that's not what good organizations like the Steelers do. But it's difficult. What's to, that draft pick? You're going to have to trade up. It's tough to tank though when you have defensive players like they do. When you have a coach like Mike Tomlin, yeah. you know they like we've just seen it. They're they're just mediocre at yeah. times, and they're just 500. They're average, and yet he's praised for that. And my cousin actually brought up a good point to me. It's like. We praise the mediocrity of Tomlin. Yeah. He's always not. I got to give him credit for that. He's not going. He's going it's over the 500. Same, it's the same but, thing with Mike Vrabel. It's like, okay, you know they're going to be in games. Like, they he, they basically elevate bad teams into being competitive, scrappy teams, which is something that deserves to be praised. But at the same time, you're right let's not blow that out of proportion and make it a really big deal because at the end of the day, you're stuck in mediocrity. But that's not to say I don't like them. Like, I, I really like – I think Vrabel's a really good coach. Right. And I think Tomlin's a really good coach. And I think if you had these guys with legit rosters, they can elevate them to a point where you're considering them contenders. I mean, was that roster with the Titans when they were the one seed a couple of years ago? I mean, you had Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. Yeah. You had other players on that team. They didn't have the greatest weapons. Mm-hmm. They're able to go to a you know be the one seed. Sure, they lose in the postseason, but you're a one seed. But not for nothing, the Steelers have underachieved in years prior to the era we're seeing right now. Like Big Ben's last five years in Pittsburgh, you know when they had the killer bees, Martavis Bryan and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, all these great guys. That team should have won a Super Bowl, and they didn't. And you know it's. It's it's tough. It's we see it with teams all the time. The Bills are in it this year, but we've seen it with the Bills over the past couple of years, saying they should have won a Super Bowl. It happens, but you know you you can't just keep underachieving. Full circle here, back to kind of the AFC North, because uh, there's a couple of teams, a lot of teams, and they're fighting for a wild card spot. And just oh. touch on the AFC wild card race. Six point lead for the Celtics with twenty eight seconds. Oh, it looks like the 29th straight low. Is it twenty nine? Yeah. Jets 29th. got third and goal, by the way. Let's score thirty four. Thirty four seventeen. All right. Well, we're gonna talk about the Browns for a second here. Uh just AFC wildcard in general. So the the Browns are basically a lock at this point, right? If yeah. they if they hold on tonight and win, they clinch, I think, officially. Yeah. And they're technically still in play for the division. Yeah. Which they're is kind of crazy. They're in play for the one seed yeah. still. Which is absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have other teams like the Colts, they're fighting, and mm-hmm. uh, the Texans are fighting, the Bra- uh, the Bengals, excuse me. You know who's not in contention for the one seed anymore? The Chiefs are not. The Fraud the City Chiefs. Yeah, you're, yeah, you've been excited here talking about these oh, Chiefs. Oh, God. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I don't love it. I, I don't like to see Mahomes like this, my little Mahomes there. Oh, my there. God. Kelsey, whatever. I mean, I, I mean, don't like to see my Mahomes like that, though. The thing with the Chiefs. Wait, can we talk about Taylor Swift for a second? Sure. She's I feel like not, we talk about Taylor Swift a lot. She's not. I was thinking about this the other day, and I, was, I wasn't really saving it. You think it about Taylor here. Swift a lot? No. Do you on your well, mind a lot? I am. Do you listen to her music? I love her music. She's my second I've been most listened to. Tate McRae, man. Yeah, I told not, you. I put you on. Like, I was on Tate McRae because I just thought she was very attractive, but now I'm actually listening to, like, some of her songs. I put you on. You did put me on. Run for the Hills. I'm not a huge fan. Oh, of that's my. That, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. That's the only song I listen to. But I listen to it like repeatedly. Yeah. Get a grip. Like you know, like you ever see those memes? Like 
people don't know what you're listening to. Like I'm like walking around the gym with my AirPods in, listening to Tate McRae, and like people probably think like, oh, like, he's listening to like Eminem or something. And I'm just not. I gotta. I, gotta I listen to a lot of weird stuff. I gotta. No, nothing's weirder than me. Yo, yeah, that's true. You listen to like Michael Bublé. He's my number one on Spotify. If you listen, rides. okay, can we? If you listen to Michael Bublé. Any time that's not Christmas time, it's weird. You want to hear something crazy? I did not get into Michael Bublé Christmas until this Christmas. So I was what? just a fan of Michael Bublé. Like, I like his songs. I like his regular music. And then That is insane. I never fully got into the Christmas version of Michael Bublé until this that is Christmas. Insane. And I was like, I'm an even, big, even bigger fan now. He's is that, that his right? real name, by the way? Yeah. What is Bublé? Is that French? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. He's got a little accent. Michael Bublé. Yeah, he's, got a, he's got a nice accent. Yeah? yeah like it's... a French accent? Could be. It's just an accent. Okay. It's not a... Speaking of French, uh, Spanish class not doing so good. Right? No, we're not. We're yeah. no, currently no comment. Right, no on, comment. Right. There's no comment he on He signed Spanish an NDA with Hofstra about We're about currently Spanish. fighting. Currently okay. fighting yeah. some charges. Not okay. charges, you know. <laughs> well, you know. Allegations, a, allegations of of your grades. Yes. Right. So anyway, back to Taylor Swift, because it, it does come back to football. <laughs> Taylor Swift is obviously a megastar. Oh, Greg right? Zerline, field goal blocked. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get any easier, man. Doesn't get any easier. Oh. Uh, but anyway, back to Taylor Swift. She's a megastar. <laughs> She's a megastar in her own right. She doesn't need Travis Kelsey. She does not need right. the NFL. Right. She is not going to be looked upon well in the eyes of Chief fans, in my opinion. Ah, oh, you because think she's got that bad mojo with This her. is a bad it's a mojo. Bad it's it's bad a year. very bad year in terms of the Kansas City Chiefs standards yep. that we've seen for the past, you know, what, half a decade, yep. a little bit more. Yep. So I don't think Taylor Swift is going to come out of this so swiftly. Mm. She fans are not going roll. to be happy with her yeah. when they're bounced out in the second but let's, round. Okay, but now to the Chiefs. Let's talk about like what the phone. what is the problem with the Kansas City Chiefs? It's the I mean Andy Reid is a great coach. I don't want to take anything away from him and 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 make it seem like I'm sliding this coaching staff by any means. But the lack of football IQ on this offense and the lack of discipline and just everything for this team is it's it's troubling. I mean, you have pre-snap penalties, you have guys that oh, we're getting a little light show. This is what this is what recording at home is this like. Recording at James as the parents, parents are home. yeah, yeah, with the the headlights flashing in. Um, I forgot what I was, what I was going to say. The IQ of the Kansas City Chiefs not high. Yeah. The pre-snap penalties. Mm-hmm. You go back to Tony's offsides, the drops. Pat Mahomes as well played awful, absolutely terrible on Christmas Day. Yes. It was missing guys, performance. Missing reads. Marquez Valdez-Scanling open on several deep routes that he just did not throw. Yeah. How you doing? Waving to the parents. How's it um, going? There's a lot of problems. I think Kelsey's one of them. When yeah. you're able to take Kelsey completely out of mm-hmm. the game, and now you're focusing on your other weapons, who I like. I like Rice. Yeah. But, I mean, he's a younger guy. And, mm. you know, you're asking a lot of him at the yeah. moment. He can't be a number one and he can't as a be rookie. An, he's not a number one. And he yeah. might not ever be a number right. one. So, especially to ask him to be a number one in his rookie year, that's tough. Yeah. 
Kelsey's been taken out of the game, man. I don't know. Again, we I think we spoke about every episode now. Is it him getting older? Is it him distracted? Is it him thinking about retirement? Yeah. Or are they just completely taking him out of the game? They recognize they have nothing else offensively, weapon-wise. Then Kelsey right. is really doing a great job defensively on him, or is he out of it? I don't know. What I, don't, to I, think. I, I think it might be a little bit of a mix of everything. I mean, he is getting up there in age. He, he looks like he's lost a slight step. He doesn't look like an old man out there by no. any means. I think that the quarterback, something that people, I think, are afraid to talk about. When Pat Mahomes is on, he is Nobody better. fantastic. Nobody better. Yeah, he's the best quarterback in the league. But we've only seen Pat Mahomes in great situations, playing backyard football. I think when you take a guy like that, remember, when Pat Mahomes came into the NFL, there were a lot of concerns about his sloppy play. His footwork was disorganized, and he's still that way. He still doesn't have great footwork. Any NFL scout will tell you that. I think when things start to break down and you need to maybe take those check downs and get a little bit more structured because the backyard style isn't working because your receivers are less talented and there's less chemistry. When that starts breaking down, I think Mahomes is starting to break down well, a little bit because that? he can't it, take all that safe stuff. Was it last season or the year before where he got off to the difficult start? He was turning the ball over. Yeah. It might have been last season. Mm-hmm. He was turning the ball over. They just not did not look crisp offensively. And it was because of this. He was yeah. just trying to take the deep shots. Yeah. And he started to take what the defense was giving him, and the problems were fixed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the fix is so easy offensively for them right now. Yeah. Listen, to predict the AFC right now in the playoffs is almost impossible yeah. because they could yeah. snap their fingers and their I, problems are sort I of understand. fixed here. You're right. They can do that. I would genuinely be shocked if they make it out of the AFC. I know that sounds a little crazy because they've been so good, but like take away all the 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 the, the hype and the what you remember and the take a little bit of less of that Chiefs Kool Aid and just look at the way the AFC is shaping up and look at the way that they've played, especially recently, to three and five in their last eight games. This is not a typical Kansas City Chiefs football team. I like two teams better than the come out of the AFC. You're going to be shocked. If it's anybody but the Dolphins, Bills, or Ravens, I'm going to be like, what the hell? Well, the Browns, I mean, yeah. Bills, Browns. Browns. Those are my two teams. I don't know which one yet. Those are my two teams. You think they'll beat Baltimore or Miami? Yeah, I think. Right now, it's crazy. I have done a bit of a 180. Right now, my pick to make it out is Miami. Yeah. You impressed, huh? They should have lost. A de- we'll talk about Donna Gamble. You know what? You know, you know why off, I took. Man. You know why, why I like Miami in that game? I just, you know, and I'm not trying to say, like, oh, it was so obvious because it was a very close football game. could have gone either way. It just came down to coaching. Like, I'm just like, I'm not a McCarthy guy, and I think McDaniel is a hell of a coach. So, I'm like, I'm just going to go with the better coach here. It's fair. Dallas, they, they, they're so inconsistent, and they scare yeah. me with that coaching staff. Can't settle for field goals no. when Pollard has an no. easy touchdown. Don't break it inside. Go to the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Where are we here? Quickly, just We're before we kind of flip the switch the to the NFL, NBA, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the storylines that we could get possibly in in the AFC and the NFC. Oh, I mean, God, you yeah. could look. You, we could be looking at revenge games all over the place. Matt Stafford going to Detroit, playing Jared Goff and the Lions. We could have in the divisional round the Browns going to play the Ravens in the uh, yeah the Browns yeah. playing the Ravens. Joe Flacco back in, in Baltimore yep. against Lamar Jackson. 
I mean, we could have the Bills who are on a heater right now, mm-hmm. and they could get revenge on the entire AFC. You have the Chiefs, again, like we mentioned. Yeah. Can they snap out of their funks and then shock the world again? There are so many storylines around the NFL yep. that, you know, it's been a weird year. It's been sloppy football, like we mentioned at the top. But the postseason has some storylines that could really carry it. Buccaneers, Browns, Super Bowl, potentially Baker Mayfield Bowl. <laughs> Imagine that. You could have that. I, re- I'm, I, re- I They're going to make the playoffs, but like, I'm really hoping that they clinch it this weekend. Yeah, me too. Love, love. They're the only bucks. team in that division where, like, I actually respect them. Yes, 100. Yeah. percent And can't believe I'm saying that about a Todd Bowles coach team. Yeah, but um, who we I think both predicted to finish last in that division. Did we? I mean, I I remember I I think I gave him four wins. I was high on the Panthers. I actually I was high on the Panthers, and then I flipped. I was like, the Panthers are going to suck. Thank God I flipped because that would have been a bad look for me if I predicted that. I got to go back and look. I don't know if I had them. I had the Falcons to win. I know that I had the Falcons to win the division. You had New Orleans. I had New Orleans. Yeah, I think I was higher on the Bucks than a lot of people. Probably. I think so. I, I had this weird thing about the Bucks, yeah. and then after they beat the Vikings week one, I was like, I'm going to bet them to yeah. win the division, and I never did it. I also I was going to bet the Browns to win the Super Bowl like six weeks ago. That would have been a really good The only game. Super Bowl bet I have in right now that's like I, a realistic shot is Niners over the Dolphins. I did one before I cash everything out. Yeah. What is Eagles, it? Eagles, Bengals, just Super Bowl. I had that one too, but I used a bonus bet, so it's not. You know, not not feeling good about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, make the switch here to the NBA. Do we have a final result yeah. in the Pistons yeah, game? Yeah, the results are in. The Celtics have won 128 to 122 in overtime after an absolutely awful first half against the Pistons. They pull off the comeback. They pull off the upset. No, obviously not the upset. But, yeah, it's over. They were the most bet money line of the year plus 850 the pistons tonight mm-hmm. against the boston celtics in boston yeah uh which is kind of crazy vegas called the adam silver at yeah. halftime and said are you out of your mind all right so it's 29 straight losses yeah so give me the longest losing streak in nba history what is that? it's the 28 in a row um it's that oh this is they that. broke the record at 27 they broke the record this is the longest losing yeah. streak. The, the, the crazy thing about this, first of all, it's a bad look for the NBA. As a fan, this is hilarious. I, I root for them to lose every night. <laughs> it's nothing against the Pistons. It's just like, I like like history and it's a good I like story. Cool, like it's a good yeah it's like yeah, let's see I want to see a team like go like five and 77 that'd be hilarious we're talking about it right now yeah. I mean it's definitely a story for talking about Detroit not, Pistons basketball I, I was I was talking about this the other day um they're a team where if they win a game like I think they'll probably rip off like four out of ten or five out of ten like I don't I still think, expect them to win double digit games this year I don't think they're going to be that bad what's the worst team again was it, oh, it 10, was the 11? Charlotte Bobcats in the lockout year that were nine and 66 what was the, didn't a Nets team go really have a really <sighs> bad season I think so. I mean, the Knicks had a couple 15-win years. Seven, 17 and 65 was like a peak Knicks year. That's crazy. It was like the Alexi Shved year. That was pathetic. Do they get to but, 17? Probably not, no. Probably not getting no, to 17. No, they don't get to 17. The thing with them. In your, in your, the, in your hopes the, and dreams, they have two. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Two and, two and 80. Love it. Let's do it. The, the, the crazy thing about this, though, they're not that bad on paper. Like, they're bad. They're not a playoff pay, a paper team. They're not 2 and 28 bad though. I mean, anytime you have a top 50 player in the NBA like Cade Cunningham, and I'm not, you know, not saying anything crazy, he's top 50, but yeah. he's a top 50 player in the league. 
you shouldn't be this bad. Like, you would expect it just to be a bunch of G League players running around out there, but Cade Cunningham can give you – he did it the other night, 40 points. Right. And he's a, he's, a, he's a number one overall pick. What was their projection coming into the year? Like, were they like a bubble uh, wide? No, uh, no, they no. They, like were, a- they were – they knew they were going to be bad. You know, it was going to be them and the Spurs and the Hornets uh, compete and the Jazz competing for the worst team in the NBA. But not this bad. I mean, listen, they got a couple injuries. Jalen Duran still hurt. When he comes back, it might be a different story. He was a nice young story, for, young player for them. But it's when you look at their roster, it's hysterical. Like outside of Cunningham, it is bad. They are like an NBA bust factory. Kevin Knox, yeah. James Wiseman, like they have all Marvin Bagley. They Jesus. have all these awful players all that are just NBA busts. Oh, it's great. Monty Williams is like I'm, one of the highest paid yeah. coaches yeah. in the in the in the world in the U.S. Mm-hmm. He's top ten of paid yeah. coaches. Oh, Jalen Duran is back, by the way. Uh, he's he, he's came back on December twenty sixth, and they've been playing pretty good. So he's got two double doubles, and they obviously are playing a little better. So I think a win is coming up for them soon. So, so but, you're gonna are you gonna keep are you gonna bet them now? Are you gonna start betting oh, them? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's one hundred percent. Yeah, they got um. I guess I put my phone under my my thigh. Uh, they got. Looked like they were going to be. I the believe that's the other night. They got an easy game coming up. Well, not nothing's easy for them, but so they're home against the Raptors that a loss? on December thirtieth. The small. That's got win potential. The Raptors suck. They're not Pistons <laughs> suck, but they're twelve and eighteen. <laughs> then you're at the Rockets. They'll lose that game. What are the, what's the Rockets record? They're the eight seed. They're fifteen and fourteen. Okay. Then you're at the Jazz. Jazz also suck. Oh my god. Let's. Maybe let's cook a little here. If you told me three months ago we'd be going through the Detroit Pistons schedule, looking at and if this the, yeah. is a win or not, I would have said okay. I'm quitting. Now, brace yourself. This might be the greatest sporting event of all time. This is like this is like Chiefs Rams Monday Night Football, like 2019, 2018 right now. Oh like God. one of the greatest games we'll ever see. Is it Spurs? Spurs Pistons? at Pistons. <laughs> January 10th, 7 o'clock. That will be like one of those games where it's it's completely memed up. It'll be a highly rated I, I game. I was just going to say, I guarantee you the, the ratings are like the best of the year for the, the Pistons that the game. Bet, the, the bets through for that game, they'll have a ton of bets yeah. on it. Yeah. When is it? How long? How long we got? Uh, January long? 10th, so a couple Ho- weeks. Hopefully they just keep losing. Yeah. You lose for a week yeah. and a half, please. It'd be great. Go into that game. Yeah. The Spurs could lose. The Spurs, game, listen, so. the Spurs ain't far behind. They got four wins. They Jesus. might. They, the Spurs might have less wins by that time. I could see the Pistons ripping off two oh or three by then. God. Wembenyama's not doing no, anything No, Wembenyama's doing good. The problem with the Spurs is nobody, like, has the, the, the pride or – Everybody's got an ego on that team, like your Jeremy Sochans, that can't just accept that Victor Wembanyama is the number one guy, right. and guys are trying to be like, "Oh, it's still my team." And it's like, "Well, bro, your ass, like it's you know, it's nobody's team. Sure, it's your number one overall picks team." And yeah, they're bad. The problem with the Pistons, they're, I just talked about how their roster is pretty solid. Their defense is just, wow, that yeah. is defense is a strong word calling it defense. <laughs> they are playing <laughs> bunch of turnstiles out there. Good Pistons. Good Pistons Yeah, good talk. Pistons talk. Good Pistons talk as we move on to... Uh, Let's talk about a team that's also ass. The, the Suns. Yeah. And I saw a little report from Woj a couple of days ago that Katie's reportedly unhappy. Oh, my God. The Spurs are up 20-4 to four in the first quarter. <laughs> Spurs are back. Spurs Blazers. That's chills. 8-21 and 21 Blazers against Spurs. Let's go. Love bad NBA basketball. Oh, it's great. What's the Suns record? The Suns, have, the Suns are 500 right now. 
brutal. Is uh, Bradley Beal back? The Suns are fifteen and fifteen. Uh, they're three and seven in the last ten. Bradley Beal is back. He, is he, how long was he back before he got hurt? That's what I want to know. Um, That's well, the well, question. No, so wait, wait. So he's. Are you talking about like right now? Is he back? Yeah. Okay. No, he's not back right now. But he was back. He played like a game and a half. And I believe the the Knicks. Yeah, he got hurt against the Knicks. And now he's coming he's back. Again, I read but he's today. Coming, but yeah. He just okay. he likes to bounce around. He's played six games. Jesus Don't get your hopes up. Christ. The thing with the Suns. You, this whole thing, like report coming out, which you were about to bring up, of KD being unhappy, is unhappy. just so ridiculous. And I, I was a KD guy. Okay, you were a KD when he was guy. in OKC. I loved him. Had his shoes. Those are still one of my favorite shoes of all time. The KD old KD fives. nines. Oh, maybe the fives. They, they were like fives. black with like the little KD on the yeah, side. Yeah, but they were the... the orange, and they had like little like shark teeth in the front or something like that. They weren't the high tops. They were low tops. The low tops. Right? Yeah, I didn't like those. Yeah. My fat ankles need the high top. <laughs> but um, when he went to the Warriors, and I was a big defender of him, and then when he went to the Nets, I was like, all right, like, yeah, this is getting a little out of hand. Now at this point, the fact that you've gone to the Warriors, the Nets, now the Suns, and you're unhappy with your current situation, what could possibly make this guy happy? Like, yo, um, we're going to bring you over to Phoenix where we've been a good team in the past and we're going to give up some assets for you. And we're also going to give up some assets for some other players. And we're going to get, you know, Bradley Beal and Devin Booker and you, and you guys are all going to play together, but you're unhappy now. I mean, you have an owner that wants to spend money, that wants the team to win, that is yep. investing in the team. Like we've seen a lot of these newer owners that are just mega rich and just want to buy it as a hobby yep. and are legitimately good owners. He's doing this and, and Katie's complaining about good ownership it's, and it's just some poor play early on. Listen, I don't know how KD is in the locker room. I think he's a well-liked guy, but in terms of the media and just appearing for your team, it's, it's, it's your, maybe you're the problem. Like it's a yeah. little toxic for you to just wherever you are, complain about the situation. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Who's more high maintenance? Is it him or James? Oh, it's it's it's, it's hard. It's, it's still James. It's hard. It's it's not a bad point, but it's hard. Have they been? So they've been traded the same amount since he was on Houston and he was on Golden State Brooklyn? or left. Or, Katie went from Golden State to Brooklyn. Then he went from Brooklyn Phoenix. to Phoenix. That's then great. Harden went from Houston to the Brooklyn. Nets. Then he went from the Nets to Philly, and then he went from Philly, Philly to the Clippers. Still been more Harden. Yeah. Still more than Harden. And they're actually starting to play well now, the Clippers. I saw that last week, and it pissed me off. Yeah, they're, I saw some they're, they're not. Listen, there's a there's a revolution going on in the West right now. The Nuggets aren't going anywhere, but the the, um, the Thunder are legit. I, you know, we talked about them at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and they look legit. They had a nice win against the Knicks yesterday. And the Timberwolves. I can't believe Everybody's that. having a good year for the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards is really blossoming into a superstar. Cat is having a great year. Rudy Gobert is having a great they year. They figured out how to play with each other, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's scary. They are scary. Edwards is playing well. When you looked at their roster, it was always like, this team is great on paper. And last year, like, you know, even going into the play-in, it was like, they should be better than this. And they want to play-in game. And they, you know, Patrick Beverly threw his jersey into the stands, which is still yeah. hysterical. But, yeah, they're really putting it together now. That meme goes hard everywhere. Yeah. All right, Jim, let's look at the MVP race here because you got a couple of guys. Embiid, Luka, just look so dominant all season long. Embiid, obviously. Yeah. 
the winner last year. You may not have agreed with that. You were a Jokic guy. But from our conversations, it seems like you're an Embiid guy this year. Right. Well, so this is the thing with Embiid. Last year, he didn't deserve it, but there was obviously some voter fatigue, and there was like the, damn, bro, stop complaining. Here's your MVP. That was the Joel Embiid MVP award. This year, he actually deserves it. I mean, he's he's going for his third straight scoring title. He's about to break the record for most 30-point triple doubles in a row. And he's just looking absolutely fantastic. So he actually deserves it this year. I don't know the last time we had a guy with 35 points per game. I I think you got to go back to Harden's days in Houston was the last time we saw this. So... (laughs) That's crazy to look at. I got to tell you, Merlo, as as great as he is, and I know, like, you know, I'm a Knicks fan, so it's a bit of a Philly 76er bias, just my my hatred towards them. He does not play a very fun style of basketball to watch. A lot of free throws. It's a lot of free. It's just really not entertaining. A lot of free throws. He he loves to flop. I'll just tell you, like, (laughs) Embiid's a favorite right now. Giannis is having a great year. Luka looks great. 33, 9, and 8. Yeah. Uh, SGA, fantastic. Good story. Thunder up. Jokic, like there are a lot of guys. LeBron, too, having a great season. This this might be a little bold, but I believe it. I think out of all the guys right now, and, you know, some of these guys are well into their primes. Embiid Embiid and Giannis are into their primes. I think the best prime out of anybody is going to be Luka. I think Luka... He's still very young. He's still in his mid to early to mid 20s. I think when Luca's like 27, 28 years old, he can't get much better than he is right now. He's, He's 24. Fantastic. He's going to be 25. When he gets 27, 28 years old, I think he is going to be one of the like five greatest players we've ever seen play the game of basketball. His, his numbers is, are just insane every single year. You look at it, it's like. That's crazy. I cannot believe he's still so easy. He just makes it look so easy. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Shea goes out. Alexander. He's only twenty five. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a that's a mistake out of the the Clippers. I'm sure. I'm sure they strongly yeah. regret that. I mean, I, listen. I bet the teams didn't draft him. What did the Knicks take Knox over him that year? Yeah, so wow. we were at that draft. Why did you way. have to bring that up? We were at that draft, I, oh, and man. everybody wanted Porter. Yeah. So we everybody was booing yeah. the crap out of the Knox pick. Yeah. Meanwhile. I mean, and Porter's a fine player. Would have been a better draft pick, but how about uh, how about Frank Nilakino over De'Aaron Fox? Oh God, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, the 2018 NBA draft is going to go down as maybe the greatest draft of all time. I mean, the 03 draft is gives it a run for its money. Well, wait, so let's let's go down the list. Yeah, this will make a good TikTok. Um, number one, DeAndre Ayton. Mid. Okay. That's a mid first overall pick. Yeah, not very great. mid. Not great. Number two, Marvin Bagley. Bad start. Yeah. Ass. Marvin Bagley sucks. Number three, Luca. Okay. To Atlanta. You know, it was really, it was a swap. Yeah. Jaron Jackson, number four. Okay. Great pick. Yep. Trey Young, five. Good pick. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think he's, Trey Young's like, he is what he is. Like, he's a Solid great pick. player, but if like, get can you at, win with him? If you get him at five, you he, feel good about yeah. that. Okay. Mo Bamba. Mm, mm-hmm. Not good. <laughs> Wendell Carter. Not good. Nope. Colin Sexton. Great pick. Yes, good pick. Kevin Knox, not a great pick. There we go. Mikael Bridges, great pick. Great. At number 10 to Philly. Mm. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, number 11. <laughs> F- 
phenomenal right pick. Below the Knicks, now it starts it. getting, you know, Miles Bridges, James Robinson, Michael Porter Jr., 14, phenomenal pick. Dante DiVincenzo, number 17, great pick. Kevin Horder, 19, great pick. Josh Akogi, 20. Grayson Allen, 21. Moritz Wagner. Eh, it's pretty mid-ass pick. This is going to go down as one of the best it's, drafts it's of all Mo time. Va- yeah, Mo Wagner's like the last like respectable guy in the first round there. Uh, Rob, Robert not- Williams and Landry Schmidt too. That's going to be go down as one of the better drafts of all time. Luca Trey. Luca Trey Young. Shy Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. Um, Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson. Bridges. Uh, Bridges Porter. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I guess you're you want right. you want to you want to run 2003 real quick. Yeah, let's see 2003. All right, we'll see what's better. Do you think 2003 is better? I mean, 2003 will be is pretty, better. Obviously, we don't know how yeah. the rest of these. I think go. I think it will be. I think 2000. Well, hmm, hmm, I kind of forgot Chris Bosh was in this draft. Oh, here we go. All right, let's, no, let's I knew. It. I obviously knew LeBron, Wade, and Melo. Oh yeah, but outside okay. of that, I mean, out yeah, outside of like three top twenty-five <laughs> players of all time, and then Chris Bosh, yeah, and Chris Bosh, <laughs> another Hall of Famer. But yeah, uh, th- there's no, there will never be a better top five than LeBron, the my glorious Darko Milicic, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. That's yeah, that's about doesn't get better than that. Yeah, that's that's as good as it so. Gets. We'll just don't get rid of the list yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no more lists. You're good, right there. Um. All right, that's going to do it. Episode yeah. 120 yeah. in the books. In the books, man. Not much baseball. Hell of a year. Yeah. It's a great job. Hands a little sweaty. Yeah. No, mm, you're good. Yeah, a little sweaty. Yeah. I've been kind of, you know, rubbing yeah. and drying it over here. Yeah. Too well, much rubbing. Yeah. Um, not much baseball. Uh, obviously, Yoshinobi Yamamoto, he yeah. signed while we were on our little week yeah. break there. Spineless. He's a fraud. Yeah, spineless is a good term for mm. him. He's with the Dodgers now, so we didn't um, get to, you know, fight over that. Excited for the weekend. Going to have a good time. Yeah, great weekend ahead. Any uh, any New Year's resolution out of you? Oh, I mean, you know, the one lose weight. Um, I want to be uh, nicer to people. That's a good one. I want to be yeah. nicer to people. There you go. That's what I like, want to do. Just the general public, your family, everybody. friends, everybody. everybody. I want to be. Ni- I want to be a. You nicer do have that person. little like sassy side to you. I, do. I think you're a generally nice person. To people that don't know me, I am. But right. I want to be like over the top friendly. This like I want to be one of those annoying. Okay. Friendly don't become people. a pushover though. No, not, not a pushover. No, not right a pushover. Friendly, like so outgoing. Right. It's right. like wow. Right. It's you want to light up the room. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Won't. I gotta say, when you walk into a room, that it gets dark nah, real quick. That's not. That's not true. Real quick. That's not true. But yeah, what about you? Anything? Um, you know what my New Year's resolution was last year? It actually worked out great for me too. Stay out of the doctor's office. Okay. This year, I had like so many complications in 2022. I was like, just stay the hell away from the doctor's office. And I've done great. Dude, the vitamin C, man, I'm telling you. You yeah, got to keep on. popping the vitamin C. I got to get on the My vitamin C. My immune system feels like it's on steroids. There you go. Um, New Year's resolution this year. I don't know. I'd say maybe just be a little more mindful with my money. Okay. A little Save up a little more. Actually, definitely, too. Just quit yeah. gambling. That's yeah. probably a good one. Ooh. I think I'm going to. Mm. I think I'm going to. After football, season, I, no I, more. I will say I only bet like 20 bucks last weekend. I did good. There you go. Yeah. Making progress. Yeah. It's not a problem, but, you know, it's like uh, when you're a college student and making money, you got to save it. Exactly, exactly. All right. Check out the social media, obviously, this weekend as well. We'll have a gambling show out. I don't think it's really a competition anymore in love. We no, go into the postseason. It actually is not. It's he's been clinched. Run, but... He's run away with it. There we go. Yeah. So we'll still do it, though. Give you our picks. Look out for that. Appreciate the sport. Happy New Year.